Okay, okay, okay. So one thing that I've been noticing is, ah! So what is the thing that I've been noticing? So I feel like I'm finally getting to a place in my life where I'm starting to see myself the way that I think God sees me, right? Like the truth of who he sees in me. You know, I believe that a lot of the time we can see that in each other if we just take the time to pay attention, right? And like not forget. I had a friend that that said something along those lines today. And I was like, yeah, when we don't forget, right? Like, but like also like not forgetting how much love God is trying to give to us in all the different ways that he does. I was sharing this little tidbit the other day about how I feel the love of God when I look at the sky, right? I can see everything he's created for me instantly, you know, and and the majesty of the sky just takes my breath away, right? Like the sunrise, the sunsets, the sky formations, everything. I, I honestly have a tiny little like inside joke with him that like he made those just for me. Every time I look up, I'm like, that was just for me. That one right there, right? And maybe it's not a joke. Maybe that's like my divine, like, yeah, like that was for me, right? Um, but anyways, I got this really sweet question. And and I love sweet questions because, I don't know, I have this like love language for for people that can teach me things, right? Like I just, I adore anybody that can teach me anything, right? I adore all people. And I, there's a special place in my life for the people that have taken the time to teach me something, right? And I find the best teachers are in questions, right? So I had this question, something about how, like, like wondering about where does my endless laughter and my fierce compassion come from? I was like, I was like, oh my goodness, I feel like I've never, I've never taken the time to think of those things before, right? I just... It's kind of like how there's that quote that's like, hey, everybody's a butterfly and everybody is absolutely amazing and we get to be the beneficiaries of their butterflyness. They don't, they don't take the time to look in the mirror all day long. They're too busy being a butterfly to have any moments to like think about that. They're just being their butterfly selves, right? And so anyways... So then it, it was like a fun reflection moment to be like, oh, like I have like, I have like endless laughter. Like I do, right? Like and I have like fierce compassion. It's like, yeah, right? And then I kind of started thinking about it. I was like, oh, I think, I think that I kind of have a clue what this is about, right? And it's fun to go here because it, of course, it always has to go to a sad story to really understand because, because that's what I learned along my journey. The happiest people I know are actually some of the most, the people that understand sorrow the most as well, right? They've understanded the depths of, of depression and sorrow and those kinds of things because that is really what I find is the purpose of sorrow. The purpose of sorrow is so that you can understand joy when joy comes around again, right? And you can capture it and you can, you know, like allow it to be a catalyst for many things, right? So I remember there was a season in my life when I was like 14 or something and I was really going through a slump. You know, so many things in my life were just not going the way that I hoped or expected. I had been planning like my ninth grade birthday party for like years with this group of friends and something happened where it just all dissipated. By the time it was my birthday, we weren't friends anymore. 
And this really rocked me because I had spent like years building this friendship with these people. And basically my friends had become my religion, right? I was like, whatever my friends are doing, that's what I'm doing, right? Like, and it was like those kinds of ways of doing life. And so when I had no go-to anymore, I was just going through such a rough time to know how to become any level of resilient about this. Because for my whole life, I had friends, right? But the first time in my life, I had no friends. And I felt like that carried on for like the next, I don't know, three, four, five, like four years or so, right? Where I, I just kind of was like in this slump of like, oh, well, I'm not going to have friends. And I guess I'll just like, I'll just be friendly to people, right? And like, and anyways, when I was going through that slump, there was something that caught me, right? When, like when I was in the depths of like the darkest deepest part of that that sad time in my life it was like there was that moment of breaking that breaking point where I was going down 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 boom and I was like I knew that I was doing some things that I did not want to do for the rest of my life to to be self-harming or whatever and I was like no I'm not gonna live the rest of my life like this I I have potential like it just shook me and woke me up I was like no way I totally have more in my life to do than just this moment of like giving up, right? And I was like, no, we're not gonna do this, right? And so moved around and just started asking some questions, right? Asking as, as good quality questions as I could to like everything from who's the happiest people I know? What are they doing that, what are they all doing that, that is maybe a pattern that I can follow of some of the happiest people I know? Started reading books about happiness and all of this kind of stuff, letting go of stress and, and everything under the sun. And so I was on like a happiness search for the next six months. And then I got to a point where I was like, okay, I got it, right? I got this. I think I'm, I'm starting to get a clue, right? And, and so, you know, the miracle came where I started spending time with a few people that, that really had a good, solid happiness routine down, right? Like they had a lifestyle of happiness, like support, right? And, and so it was like, you know, the moment that I had somehow been able to like overcome that hump of sadness, it's like, I never turned back. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't want to take advantage of the level of joy that I can experience. And, and I, I never want to take advantage of any moment that I feel happy enough to want to laugh. Because I remember being in that dark time and I didn't even want to laugh. Like, I don't even remember the last time that I laughed for like a good six month kind of span, right? Which is not a good place to be, especially for a person like me, right? Like, so that was really cool when I could come out of that and find the miracle of some really good people to help me find, for the first time I found God, right? And, and I was able to understand that I was his daughter, right? Like, and understand my role in being able to do whatever that I could possibly ever do to, to continue in this path of happiness and to be able to spread his love and his light anywhere else that I could, right? And, and I, maybe that's my gift. Maybe my endless laughter is a part of my mission, right? <laughs> um, 
And so, yeah, so any time that I want to laugh, I remember that darkest moment. And I'm like, nope, I'm not just going to giggle. I'm going to laugh, right? Like, I am going to laugh, right? Um, so that's a little bit of that answer. And then I'm going to ask her the next question about fierce compassion in the next one.